and the bullets went through our house, and we, one went through my hair, and we went through the window. This is a hundred-shot uh, machine gun used by Ma Baca against a federal man in the raid. That was original newsreel footage taken after the infamous shootout between the FBI and Ma and Fred Barker. After a four-and-a-half-hour gunfight, the mother and son were found in an upstairs bedroom of their hideaway house in Oklawaha. It was the longest shootout in FBI history, and it took place 84 years ago. That story is coming up on Sun Crime State. I'm Tony Holt, crime reporter for the Daytona Beach News Journal. Welcome to Sun Crime State, a weekly podcast that takes an in-depth look at Florida's biggest crime stories of the past and present. In this episode, we'll take a long look at the life and deaths of Ma Barker and her son, gangster Fred Barker. The latter was a leader of the notorious Barker Carpus Gang. It was one of the most dangerous crime syndicates in America. Its days of existence were numbered after the FBI cornered and killed Barker and his mother during the shootout along Lake Weir. My special guest for that segment will be Marion County tax collector and former Florida lawmaker George Albright, as well as Ocala Star Banner reporter Joe Callahan. Coming up, the story of an ex-NFL defensive back who was reported to have discovered a man outside his daughter's window with his pants down. The suspect wound up with a broken face and a trip to jail. It was 6.40 Monday morning. Beckham was leaving for work. He says the man had his pants partially down and was masturbating. I couldn't believe that. I was like, is this for real? Like, I thought I was getting punked. You know, like, this is not happening to me. That was former Tennessee Titan cornerback Tony Beckham being interviewed by WPBF News Channel 28, the ABC affiliate in Palm Beach County. One week ago today, shortly before 7 a.m., the 40-year-old Beckham exited his Wellington apartment and encountered the man standing in the bushes just outside the window of his 15-year-old daughter's bedroom. The stranger was staring into the bedroom with his pants down. This according to an arrest affidavit released by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Deputies arrested Jeffrey Cassidy, a 48-year-old man from Ohio. Beckham told the sheriff's office he walked outside his apartment to go to work when he spotted Cassidy in the bushes. Beckham yelled out to Cassidy, who took off running. I called him like a department over there, and then and we just had a good conversation. Beckham's version of a good conversation consisted of him throwing haymakers. Cassidy's mugshot shows him sporting a black eye and other injuries. WPBF reported that Cassidy suffered multiple fractures to his face. I'm sorry that it happened to me. You know, I'm sorry it happened for him because he's never going to do that again on this side of town. Deputies said Beckham's oldest daughter had just come out of the shower and was getting dressed as Cassidy was looking inside the apartment. Hours after the incident, Beckham's wife installed dark, thick blinds in her home. Cassidy was charged with lewd and lascivious behavior with a victim younger than 16 years old. During his interview with deputies while at the hospital, Cassidy said he was in the area when his vehicle broke down. 
He walked through the neighborhood to allow his vehicle to cool down. Deputies said Cassidy refused to say where his car was and then admitted he was homeless. He denied ever looking into the girl's window and then ended the interview. Beckham, a Gainesville native who attended high school in Ocala, was selected in the fourth round of the 2002 NFL Draft by the Tennessee Titans. He played four seasons in Tennessee and suited up for all 16 games of the 2003 season. His career ended after one season with the Detroit Lions in 2007. He seemed to have saved his best open field tackle for Cassidy. If he was that brave to do it right here, I know this is not the first time he has done this before. And just knowing that, hey, my kids, my family is safe and they're all right, and that guy's off the street. Coming up, the incredible story of the 1935 shootout in Oklahoma. scene from the 1960 Hollywood film Ma Barker's Killer Brood. It depicted Ma Barker just as J. Edgar Hoover had described her to the media after she was killed in a shootout 84 years ago. Hoover said Barker was, quote, the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade. It's an astonishing statement given that Hoover and his hand-picked G-men had captured and or killed the likes of Pretty Boy Floyd, John Dillinger, and Babyface Nelson. Not to mention the fact that Al Capone was still around at that time. Ma Barker wasn't even the most ruthless person in her family. But she did, without question, directly benefit from all the stolen money obtained by her four criminal sons, including Fred Barker, her youngest son who was shot up and killed alongside her. There are still a lot of remnants of the gun battle from January 16, 1935, around Lake Weir. Oklahoma's most famous spot, aside from the house where the Barkers were killed, is a restaurant called Gator Joe's. There are relics hanging on the walls inside the restaurant that gives visitors an understanding of what took place just a short distance away along the same lakeshore. A foot of an old one-eyed gator is on display under glass and hanging near the entrance of Gator Joe's. The name of that gator was Old Joe, and it played a significant role in the FBI catching up to the Barkers, who were a good 1,100 miles from where the agents originally thought they were. More on that later. Last week, I took a drive from Daytona Beach to Oklahoma, an unincorporated area in Marion County located about 20 miles southeast of Ocala. 
Oklawaha rests on the northern tip of Lake Weir. It's a popular place for jet skiers, boaters, and locals who want to go to a waterfront spot without having to drive more than an hour east or west to visit a coastal beach. When I showed up, I was met there by Marion County tax collector George Albright, a retired state lawmaker who grew up along Lake Weir. His family was close friends with the family that owned the house where Ma and Fred Barker were killed. Albright gave me a tour of the property and the house. Here he is discussing with me the challenges of preserving the home. The, the people that owned the house had had it up for sale, I don't know, for a couple of years. And then I got involved, I don't know, 2012, 13, 14, and was trying to find a way to buy the property. As you can see, if this would have been an old two-story house on a lot, it'd be worth maybe $150,000, okay? But then when you turn and look at the lake, you go, oh, my God, it's not now a $150,000 piece of property. It's an $800 or a $1 million piece of property. And that was the problem. We couldn't raise that kind of money. To, I mean, if it had been $150,000, we would have found, I don't know, 25 people and just said, let's buy the house. So for years, that house, which contained almost all of the same furniture from 1935 and still had hundreds upon hundreds of bullet holes in it from all the rifle and machine gun rounds that were fired into it by the FBI, seemed destined to be bought, raised, and replaced by condominiums. It was spared after the property was bought and after the new owners agreed to have the house lifted and moved to a different location along the lake. Marion County paid for the relocation of the two-story frame house, and recently the county has opened it up for scheduled guided tours. Longtime Ocala Star Banner reporter Joe Callahan, who has written various stories about the Ma Barker house during his career, has never actually seen the inside of the house. He plans to do that soon, now that it's owned by the county. I haven't gone to see it yet, but I want to go see it because all these years of writing about it and nobody was ever allowed, the family would never allow anybody to go in there. It, I, I'm very anxious to go see see the inside of that house and I mean it was maintained all these years as it was so it would be I love history and it would be great to go see it Albright gave me a tour of the house last week photographs of the house taken after the shootout are spread across the